Not their best game of the season, but the Boston Celtics could take an important lesson out of this one. Now, can the NBA take a lesson out of that slippery floor? It's all right now on a bonus Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corral is above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rainy Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finish. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day and I got you every day with a free, fresh podcast. You never have to pay for this podcast and you get more of them than anywhere else because I got you on bonus days like this when they play on a Friday night and they beat the Toronto Raptors 108-105. Subscribe to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can also watch the show on YouTube. Hop in the comment section. Let me know what you think. I'm John Corrales. I used to play a long time ago, and now I'm covering the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal and for you. So let's talk about this game, this win, this ugly, gross 108-105. Kind of don't want to talk about this game, but there's also something important to learn about this game type of thing. Uh, they, They started out well enough, right? They started out well enough. And I actually thought like they, they had they were, they took 21, three pointers through the first 15 minutes of the game. And they ended up taking 46 for the entire game. So they took 25 the rest of the way. So they started off really just jacking three pointers, but I will say I was cool with basically maybe all but one of those, maybe two of those 20 that they took, 21 that they took. It was good ball movement. The The shots were mostly open. I had no problem with the shots that they were taking early. And I think one thing about a game like this where the second half was just nip and tuck and the third quarter was gross and the fourth quarter was basically it was exactly even the Celtics lost the second half but were just ahead just enough in the first half to to make up for it but games like this make you kind of forget the early part of the game where yeah this the Celtics I thought that in the first quarter their defense was kind of eh but their offense was good and they were just missing open shots second quarter Pascal Siakam goes to the bench with three fouls. The wheels fall off. The Celtics build a 16-point lead. Everything's looking good. Second quarter, uh, they they shot 50% from three. They they were hitting you know all of their shots. They were rebounding. They were just playing really really well. They end up winning that that second quarter, 39 to 17. Just beautiful all the way around. Uh, they they their defense forced five turnovers. They got nine points out of those turnovers. The Raptors shot 28.5%. They were three of 11 from three. They only went to the line three times. They had no offensive rebounds. This was a clinic on both ends of the floor. And I almost feel like that was too good a performance too early 
because Siakam comes back in the second half and just goes nuts. And the Celtics, it felt like they were like, yeah, we're no, we're up 16. We're good. And there was that slow walk down of their lead over the course of the third quarter. And Boston just never quite got back to where they needed to be. They never picked up their aggression. Now, the second half, I wasn't all that thrilled with the shot selection. They only took nine three-pointers in the third quarter. Uh, They took 11 in the fourth. So 20 in the second half as compared to, what was the number in the first half? 26. The 26 in the first half I thought were mostly good. The 20 in the second half, I was kind of iffy on a few of those. Jason Tatum had a rough night, except for a two-minute stretch almost in that second quarter where he scored nine points in less than two minutes. He got a dunk. He he, he had a turnaround. He had a three. I mean, he was working, and he kind of felt like, oh, all right, here he goes. He's going to wake up. He was kind of coasting through the first quarter. He's He goes into the ha- into the half strong. I was ready to be like, here's the team again, closing the half strong, doing what they got to do, building up a big lead, and they they didn't kind of finish that off the rest of the way. And Tatum never just picked up his aggression. It just felt like Tatum didn't want to drive as much as he has in the past. He he's been so good about getting to the rim, and he he didn't do that often enough in this game. He ends up shooting one for eleven from three. And again, a lot of those threes were not bad. Like I, I can't argue with most of those three pointers. I think I, I don't have the 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 numbers in front of me, but they have like a the I forget what it's called. What you should have shot on your shots, right? Like based on where you normally hit those shots, the the openness of those shots, and all of that. And I bet you when those numbers do come out that he he should have been better than one for 11. Okay, that happens. That's going to happen sometimes. But what he didn't do is get into the post and get to those, those money areas enough. He did it once in the first half, maybe in the second half, but not enough. Just didn't do it enough. So I, I feel like his aggression level was not where it needed to be. Jalen Brown was okay. Jalen, I thought, had a, a really kind of a good game here. Nine of 14 overall, three of five from three, two of three from the free throw line. Oh, oh! if you want the one stat, I forgot to give you this. The one stat that tells you exactly that Jason Tatum was not aggressive at all, zero free throw attempts. And maybe he probably got fouled a couple of times, but he shouldn't be – there shouldn't be a night where he gets zero free throw attempts. That's, that's ridiculous. That that's, that tells you that Jason was not really as aggressive as he needed to be. Uh, and that's, you know, it, it's, it was kind of like a working night off in a lot of ways for him. Not that he completely coasted. He, he did do other things. He had seven rebounds. He had two, two assists, but Jason, this, this is probably uh, maybe his worst game of the season, the least aggressive game of the season. So Jalen, Jalen was really good. I thought Jalen, he had four assists. Man, those were beautiful assists. His passing has been really good. Um, I, I feel like Jalen is 
I don't know if he's improving as a, a pick and roll ball handler because I, I, I did kind of look at the numbers. The numbers do look the same, but I don't know. It feels like he's improving a little bit. Statistically, I'm not seeing it in the numbers, but I test, it feels like he's doing a better job. I know it's something that he works on. He works on it in practice. I see him after practice working on making certain reads and, and, and playing against certain coverages. He is really working on that stuff. And the, the connection with Kristaps Porzingis is really good. And he hit Drew Holiday with two really nice passes. Uh, the one, the second assist, attacking and then whipping the pass out to the corner uh, on the left side. That was beautiful. But beautiful stuff from Jalen Brown. Uh, it's it's a shame. I'll, I'll, I'm kind of going to bounce. These bonus podcasts, I'm bouncing all over the place. It's a shame that. Jalen hurt his groin after the, he said so after the game that the, the game, the floor was slippery and a lot of players were slipping all over the place, which, which is true. I, I saw plenty of players slipping. Um, Christoph Sporzinga said, yeah, there were a couple of travel calls of guys dragging their, their pivot foot, but they were actually slipping. It wasn't that they were dragging their pivot foot. They just slipped. That is inappropriate for the NBA to put that floor into use. That's not, that's not something like if I, I struggle how to put this without sounding completely insane, but I, I will just say that whenever a, uh, whenever you do something like that and the, the floor itself is just slippery and it leads to an injury, I, I don't see how the NBA doesn't doesn't assume some liability there. They put this floor down. They put this thing. It's not your usual floor. And it wasn't up to snuff. It wasn't up to par. Like there's, if you're going to put a new floor down like that, right. And it's not about the design, but you know, th there's a, uh, a great video of LeBron from a couple days ago, walking around the new floor. It was on the, it was the Lakers floor. And just, you know, using his sneakers just to see where the, were there any slippery spots? He went out and, and basically investigated the entire floor just to make sure that there was nothing slippery there. So guys know, guys know that there's the potential for this paint job to be slippery and for the league to put it out there and it, without, I don't know if, was it tested? That thing has to go through like a shoot around guys have yet that floor, that floor has to be down. NBA players need to be on that floor before the game, before it even goes down for warmups. That thing needs to be tested. Guys need to be sure that that's not going to be slippery. And if it's slippery at shoot around, and if there's objections at shoot around, put down the regular floor and just be done with it. We know it's a, a game. We know it's a, a tournament game. Season Celtics, ooh, big 2-0 in the in-season tournament. Thank you. I'm glad we got this court that, that could cost Jalen Brown time so he can know that it was uh, an in-season tournament game. Thank you, NBA. That's that's just brutal. Like I, I just the more I talk about it, the more I get worked up about it. You know, there's, player safety is the number one priority. It has to be the number one priority for the NBA. And very obviously, everybody knows that when you have a paint job like that, there's the potential for it to be slippery, and so. Test it. Make sure that it's not something that somebody's going to get hurt on. I Maybe it doesn't matter. And look, they're playing the Grizzlies on Sunday. 
I'll be there in Memphis. They're playing the Grizzlies on Sunday. And maybe it won't matter because Marcus Smart's out and he's like the 20th guy to to get hurt on the Grizzlies. So maybe they don't need Jalen Brown. You know, maybe they don't maybe that's gonna be a a, a big O'Shea Brissett, Lamar Stevens, Namayash Keita uh kind of game. But still, if he hurts his groin, that's groin issue is that's that's horrible for a basketball player. You can't you can't go through that. Like that that's that's gonna linger. That has the potential to linger. I don't want the Celtics season to be derailed because oh, we had to have the special paint job and no one no one realized it was slippery. Come on. Come on. All right, I'm not going to get too more too much more worked up because if if Jalen is fine, then I don't want to sound like I'm going too crazy. I don't know the extent of the injury, but that's I it, it is upsetting. All right, back to the lesson that can be learned here. This is a I think trust trust is the one of the things that I've talked about the most uh with the Celtics over the past couple of seasons. Jason, Jalen, some of the way the, the way they play uh often down the stretch shows that they're not they don't fully trust their team, their teammates. Uh they trust themselves more than they trust their teammates. Okay, sure. You're you're all NBA players. So I get it. You trust yourself, but you got to trust your teammates. And I think this game is super uh, helpful in learning that you you got to trust your teammates because Jason Tatum made made his bucket. He made, he made one basket in the fourth quarter. That was the beginning of the fourth quarter. Jalen Brown scored twice and didn't. In his last bucket came with three twenty six to go. The final three twenty six was everybody else. Al Horford, couple of big shots. Kristaps uh, Porzingis, couple of big shots. Derek White, the biggest shot. Drew Holiday, no no baskets but three assists down the stretch. If sometimes learning to trust your guys is is having it thrust upon you, having them say, you know, okay, look, you guys aren't, you guys don't have it. Here we go. We we got it for you. No no problem. You guys sit back and watch. And Joe Mazzula, to his credit, was calling Holiday and Porzingis pick and rolls, and that's that was the the turning point at the end. And so Porzingis is going to other matchups. It's like, hey Tatum, we we see what Tatum how Tatum's playing. Jalen, he's playing well, but he's being guarded a certain way. The mismatch is. Porzingis, they're switching. Okay, great. Well, who's Schroeder guarding? Schroeder's being, he, he's guarding uh, Drew Holiday. Okay, well, hey, let's get Drew Holiday and Kristaps Porzingis involved in uh, some actions here and get that switch. Happens a couple times. Boom, Porzingis scores a couple times. And and now, now they have to change. They have to call a timeout. They have to figure things out. And so that's how you close. That's how you build the trust. You say, Hey, we're going to do it this way. And Jalen and Jason sit there and watch and be like, yeah, that's actually pretty good execution. I'm actually pretty happy with how this went. So that's great. And now next time when, when they do that, the, the Celtics and you know, when they, when they go to that call, Tatum and Brown can be like, yeah, we've seen this before. This is great. 
And now that means when Tatum and Brown do have the ball and you say, hey, let's go double. Let's go double Jalen. Let's go double Jason. Mm, I don't know. Do we really want to double Jalen? Do we really want to double Jason? Because Holiday, Derek White, Kristaps Porzingis, those guys are pretty good. And we can't double off of those guys. Because what happened in that last Derek White bucket was uh, Drew Holiday drives right. He drives, gets to the baseline. Gary Trent comes over. So Gary Trent is in the paint, but he's covering Holiday. I mean, he's covering Derek White. That's his assignment. But he comes over to double Holiday because now Holiday gets by his guy. He's good enough to, to get by his guy. And so now he needs help. So Schroeder is on Holiday. He needs help. Trent comes over to help. Now you have a mismatch. Now Jalen Brown cuts to the middle of the floor looking for the pass, but it also draws Pascal Siakam, who's defending Jalen Brown. Now you've got Brown at the free throw line, Siakam guarding him in the paint, Trent in the paint, Schroeder in the paint, and Derek White over there on the right side all by his lonesome. And Holiday going, well, yeah, I could give it to you, JB, but look at that guy wide open in the corner. That's that's money. And it's an easy, it was an easy look, easy pass, easy shot. Derek White nails it. That's what he's supposed to do. So great recognition. And this is what happens when you can you have the option of taking the ball out of Tatum and Brown's hands down the stretch. Because now without the ball in their hands, the the options open up. Like Tatum's not trying to go one-on-one. Jalen's not trying to go one-on-one. Holiday's got it, and he's like, I'm going to draw two. Oh, look at this. Three in the paint. There's got to be somebody open somewhere. Oh, look, there it is. Derek White, boom. So it's it's kind of I, – I, I, so, I so hesitate to mention Marcus Smart, but this is exactly what I wanted from Marcus Smart, how I wanted them to use Marcus, put the ball in his hands and have him make plays like this. But – you know, whatever he's, you know, Drew holidays is, is here and he's playing better than Marcus. And, but this is, this is exactly, this is exactly what I was looking for when I was saying all of this stuff with Marcus smart, like this is exactly how I wanted them to, to approach that. And holidays here and, and he's got the championship pedigree and he's, he's a better offensive player. And, and so, uh, sure. He's, he's getting these opportunities and, this is this is the result. This is exactly how I wanted it to go. Take the ball out of Tatum and Brown's hands, get them the ball on the move. If they're not going to get the ball on the move, they're going to if their gravity is going to come in and create a situation, then you get the ball to the open guy. And the other thing is the Boston hasn't had all of these types of open guys that can hit these types of shots all the time. So, regardless, um here we are with a lesson in trusting teammates. So, I thought that was that's an important one. I think the more games they have like this, where it's like maybe Tatum doesn't have it or isn't bringing it. And there's a lot of attention being paid to these guys in general that white and hot and Porzingis and Al Horford can step up. And the more the guys see those guys step up, the, the more likely they are to say, Hey, you guys in the fourth quarter, that's a very viable option. We're, very happy to be uh, decoys every once in a while. And the more the, 
the more regular season opportunities for these guys to be decoys means the the less they're going to get covered when it matters because the the film tells other teams hey look if you if you want to pay too much attention to Jalen and Jason these other guys can kill you so you got to be careful so that's the lesson i think individually again like this is this is not the best Jason Tatum game Jalen Jalen was really good hopefully he's okay Porzingis uh 14 points 12 rebounds 5 assists I thought like he was good down the stretch, but he wasn't good. I think in general, I thought he was just kind of like, just not great. Uh, but he he closed really really well, really good defensively though. He had three block shots. He had a stretch there where he was just, I think in the second half, third like late third quarter, fourth quarter, he was really good defensively. He stepped it up there. I think offensively, there were a couple of times where he just turned and he he brings the ball out in a certain way where he's very clearly looking for the foul and I don't know it just it doesn't feel like a natural jumper to me I think that might have led to a couple of misses but that's just me uh the backcourt white and holiday thought played pretty well I obviously didn't shoot necessarily all that great uh but they hit the shots that mattered and holiday again rebounding like a maniac and five assists for him the assists were spread out 29 assists for the Celtics four for Jalen Brown Five apiece for Porzingis, for White, for Holiday, three for Pritchard, three for um, Hauser, and two for Tatum, two for Al Horford. Again, another another stat that kind of shows the lack of aggression for Tatum. Two assists? Got to be better than that. You got to be getting five or six. But anyway, um, generally speaking, the only bad performance, I think Peyton Pritchard was not good for most of this game. I don't think he was very good at all. Uh, I, I could nitpick. I, I, I don't know why uh, Joe hasn't gone to, like, this was a great opportunity to play O'Shea Brissett. Canadian, you're in Toronto. Let's get some, let's see if he can get some of that boost, that, that homecoming boost. Delano Banton, they played a freaking tribute video. Welcome back, Delano Banton. Another Canadian. Sometimes, sometimes you got to buck the trend and say, oh, we're in somebody's hometown, this guy's going to get some minutes, right? Like, maybe when you play Portland, Pritchard gets a little bit more consideration because guys get juiced up for these games. Why not when in the second, not in the second quarter, in the third quarter, when things were going energy-wise, we're going down, why not plug in Brissett or Banton? That would have gotten a little pop from the crowd. They would have been appreciated. That would have changed the dynamic a little bit. And I think those guys playing in Canada, that there's a little something extra. It would have been nice. Maybe they could have changed the dynamic. Maybe they didn't need a, a tight fourth quarter. I mean, I am glad. I am glad the way the, the, the game went this way. I, I am actually happy to see them pull out wins in games like this that they very likely would have lost last year. But I, I will question why the two Canadian guys didn't get to play in front of a Canadian crowd during a stretch where it was very clear that the Celtics were a little, I don't know, groggy, not playing well. The energy wasn't there. That third quarter was screaming for an energy boost. I think Brissett could have been uh, an energy boost that they needed. He's been that before. And, at, you know, in Toronto, that's like – 
you can go back when you're Canadian in Toronto, like that's a national story. That's a national story. So yeah, go. Th- th- I, I think that's a missed opportunity there. A, mi- a real missed opportunity. But all in all, a good lesson, a good lesson for them to learn. And Hey, another win. That, that's, that's the, the, the end of the story is the win. And if you can get the win, great. Now the Celtics are 10 and two. They're a game ahead of Philadelphia. Uh, it's obviously early, but still 10 and two, five and zero at home, five and two on the, excuse me, on the road. They've won five straight games. That's, that's really like, that's great. You win your home games. That's the formula to success. You win your home games, you split your road games, and you're a 60-win team, right? You you protect home court, you go 40 and one, like the 86 Celtics did, I think it was, or something like that. You win, you win 35 to 40 games at home, and you win half your road games, 20, you know, 20 so or so road games. That's a 55 to 60 win team. That's a really good season. The Celtics are on pace to do that. Um, not obviously go undefeated at home. Ah, who knows? Maybe. Uh, but winning the road games like this, these these little cheap wins, these little you don't play your best, you kind of suck for for half the game, still manage to find a way to win. Super important. Super super important. Pile these up. You know, I don't care. We don't have to go deep into the analysis, but pile them up. Pile them up. Let's. I, I'd rather see the lessons learned this way than the other way. Because I feel like this is a game the Celtics would have would have lost last year, uh, but credit to these other guys, credit to Joe Mazzulla for going the way they did. All right, I'll be back after the Memphis game. That's Sunday. Hey, I get to take a night off from podcasting. This is the first time in what have I done? Thirteen straight shows? Ah, piece of cake, piece of cake. Because I'm doing them for you, so you can enjoy these podcasts. Hopefully, you are having a, a good time. And this is enhancing your enjoyment of the Boston Celtics. So no podcast on Saturday, podcast post-game Sunday, podcast post-game Monday, and then I'm back for Monday through Friday schedule all next week. And uh, so that's Thanksgiving week. And a bonus podcast because they play on that Friday as well. Friday afternoon game. So uh, that podcast will be out at a normal time. Hope you're enjoying the show. Hope you uh, are checking out the uh the games on Sirius XM just check out the Sirius XM app and uh search for Celtics there and you'll get to listen to the Grandy and Max call also make sure when you're done here you can check out the Lockdown Sports today it's a 24/7 24/7 just constantly going podcast full-time streaming net streaming network first time that's ever happened on YouTube uh so check that out you just put it on and let it play in the background you could just, it's like the old ESPN, just put it on and just leave it on. And you can just listen and get your full dose of all the sports you need there on lockdown sports today. So check that out. I would love it. Now, if you shared the podcast and spread the word here, tell the world, tell everybody, tell everybody your Thanksgiving dinner that they should be listening to and watching the lockdown Celtics podcast right here in the lockdown podcast network. It's your team every day.